So on Saturday, I was uh, I was working in the afternoon, and so on my way home, I stopped to get some uh, some dinner, stopped at McDonald's, and ordered, and I went up to pay, and everything was fine until I got to the the window and I gave the guy my card and went through, scanned it, and as he was handing it back to me, a guy. He looked like a manager ran through the background and she was like, everyone get out of my way. I'm about to crap my pants. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and then the guy and the guy, both of me, both me and the guy just looked at each other for a second. And then both of us just burst out laughing. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> my He's just God. like, have a good day. I was like, thanks. <laughs> just pulled away. You went- I was like, what on earth? You witnessed the worst moment of that manager's day. <laughs> yeah. I love yeah, the, yeah. let alone the fact that he had to use a McDonald's bathroom. Oof. Yeah. I love the urgency of it as well. <laughs> like, everyone out of my way. Yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is, when I pulled up to get my food, the guy was, like, trying not to smile. Oh, I bet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it was just, like, just, like, pretending that what happened just didn't happen. <laughs> But you look at him, you guys like make eye contact. It's like, you know. I know you know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. That's awesome. Hello, and welcome back to the Nothing But Nonsense podcast. I'm your host for the week, Dawson, and I'm hoping I actually surprised both Andrew and Matt with my re-entrance because I left the room momentarily. I was about to say, Dawson, what are you waiting for? Because there was at least <laughs> at least 30 seconds of silence from when we were like, all right, we're ready to go. And I'm like, I said one second, now. I have to leave the room. <laughs> oh, so I didn't. What was that? No. He's gone down. He's what? silent. Oh, my connection just was, dropped for a second. I was, I was like, going to say, I, I don't know if that was... I can't imagine. I, was, I didn't know if that was just me or if that was what. But yeah, what you, did you hear versus not hear? I heard, I heard like, I had to... Ah! I had to leave the room for a second. Oh, okay. So I, I didn't said, uh, I said, one second, I'll be right back. And then I left... <laughs> And yeah, I, I came back and I didn't all. see the voice bubbles activated, so I'm like, I guess they're still waiting. So I just came back abruptly. I just figured you were doing <laughs> some, you were doing a really dramatic pause or something. I guess that too, that yep. works. An unintentional dramatic pause. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's another one right there for you. <laughs> uh, Fantastic. So today, boys. Uh-oh. We've got a mix of games and conversation, as per usual. I was gonna say this sounds remarkably like like as we've come to expect, I guess, <laughs> or as the listeners have come yeah, to I was expect. Say. Yes, I like to have a mix. Crazy of both. changes. <laughs> so, I did want to kick it off by saying, I mean, I I think it's well documented on this podcast that I don't have. 
the best of luck, especially when it comes to, like, raffles and stuff. And, like, Andrew, you're in a similar boat where, like, mm-hmm. anytime you put your name in a raffle, you do not get chosen. <laughs> nope. That I don't tends think my to be my ever luck. won any raffle in our entire lives. <laughs> <laughs> well, today was a big day. And I won a raffle. Oh, shoot. No way. Yeah. What was um, it? So, at my boxing club, they have, like, a four-week challenge where you have to do three classes a week. Uh, and then four classes for the fourth week. So, 13 total classes at a minimum. In order to qualify, whoever is left over gets to put their name in a raffle. Okay. Um, so... I will say there were a couple moments like in the last week where I was like, I do not want to come in. Like, I don't like I, I was tired and I was just I, I don't really want to do it. I'm not going to win the raffle anyway. Like, that was my mentality. <laughs> That's but the I mentality myself... of a loser, Dawson. That is a mm-hmm. loser mentality. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? At the very least, I'm doing it for myself. I'm going to challenge myself. And, uh, you know, uh, even if I don't win this raffle and I still can say I finished this challenge, uh, which was, it was a tough one. I was going to say, having participated in, like, one class with you, like, those those are absolutely exhausting, so I definitely get what you mean when it's, like, just not feeling like going some days. Like, I can't imagine. And these classes were extra hard because it was a challenge called, like, Peak Week, uh, or Training Camp is what they call it, Mm. over the long term. And you do... I guess extra stuff in between the rounds and like instead of like core at the end you're boxing for an additional seven minutes and stuff so like uh they push you just extra above and beyond like what you normally do in a class so it was extra hard to get there but we got there and i found out today that i won i was one of three people and there were at least like 30 to imagine 30 to 40 people who were in the raffle Mm mm-hmm so, Dang. I, when I saw the Instagram notification, like, I literally, I went, <laughs> and uh, I dropped my phone, and, like, I jumped up and down, and I actually gave, like, an audible, like, yes! <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, finally! Like, about time! Uh, so, it was it was an awesome moment, and, like, I texted Claire, because she was still at work, and I was like, it was, like, all capitals, and I was like, I won. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, she was, like, super pumped because she knew it was tough. She came with me to one of the classes on a Saturday, and um, she said she felt sore for, like, three days after. So, uh, but yeah, it was it was a tough journey to get there, but we got there, and it, it was good. Uh, and to top it off, like, earlier this week, I mean, Matt, you were there for this. Uh, we went to Lions training camp. We did. And I, I had like a I had a double stroke of luck for some reason this week. You did. Where like <laughs> Aiden Hutchinson, probably the most well known player on the Lions and probably everyone's most people's favorite player on the Lions. He's not at my the favorite. <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely yeah, he's but... definitely one of them, especially having gone to Michigan. Exactly. So. You know, like, he is hero. probably top three for a lot of people who are Lions fans right he's now. He's top zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would guess and, it's probably uh, him, Amon-Ra, and 
I guess maybe Goff. Or what about yeah. your losers? Kirby, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. And yeah. uh yeah, Kirby nerds. Joseph probably has a lot of fans too. <laughs> Andrew's, but, pulling, uh, Andrew's pulling out his thesaurus of insults. <laughs> no idea who these people are. <laughs> but uh yeah, he came over to our section right away that we were waiting to be like waiting to get signatures for, and I was like, I could not believe it. Mm-hmm. Uh and I just kinda held the football that I bought that morning uh at a mire. <laughs> Uh, I held it out in a spot that I thought he couldn't really, like, pass it without signing it. And sure enough, like, he actually took my, like, ball and signed it. And I was, I was dumbfounded because, like, he didn't sign a lot of autographs that day. Like, No, it was not a lot at all. He did signatures for maybe, like, five minutes and then he ran away. Like, yeah. um, (laughs) Typically, he ran off into the sunset. For those who may not know, for typically for training camp when the autograph portion starts the bigger name players if they sign autographs at all for us common folk it's only a few people they usually sign for and then they typically go to like the special tents where you have to pay extra Mm -hmm. to get a pass to go in there so typically the people who pay extra get like quote unquote the opportunity to like get autographs and pictures with the like quote unquote better players but like some of the better players will still sign like for normal people like hutch did for Dawson or like exactly in in the past some of our better players like Glover Quinn and Darius Slay and bigger name players just Darius Slay (laughs) yes yeah and uh so I was I was shocked because he he was really signing just a lot of like kids uh stuff and somehow I was just one of the lucky ones and man with a full beard (laughs) yeah well, the best part about it is, is like as we were leaving the training child, camp, I'll help him. <laughs> this, this big ugly child. Gosh. Well, the best part is, as we were leaving training camp, uh, this random like teenager, probably like sixteen or seventeen, called me Aiden Hutchinson, and I'm like, oh, I guess yeah. I'm like the Walmart version of him because I'm. <laughs> a white dude with a beard and curly hair up top. So. He's got. You have the right <laughs> hair color. And what's funny is that just yeah. before that, you made a comment about another guy that was like standing yeah. in front of us that had a very similar hair and beard to Hutchinson. You're like, look, it's Hutchinson. So that was like the <laughs> second time that that joke was made that day. Yeah, and then one of them was like made at me, and I was like, yeah. I was actually kind of flattered because he's an attractive dude. I'll say it. Hutch is a like, good-looking six-foot-five dude. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I'll I'll take I'll take it being like the five foot eight version of him, <laughs> mini so, Hutch. <laughs> I'll be mini Hutch, but I so I think I've used up all my luck for you know at least a few years. Yeah, right. Yeah, I had two I didn't awesome have things happen life. in one week. Yeah, I didn't have the greatest autograph luck this year, which I don't really I don't really care that much. I've gotten so many over the years, but I did get to meet uh, Justin Jackson who was a Northwestern running back that I got to watch in person once. So I've kind of been a fan of his. So I did get to meet him and actually talk to him a bit. So that was pretty cool. But yeah, you got, the, yeah. you definitely walked away with the big autograph on the day. Yeah, I was, I was dumbfounded at both of these scenarios. Did you guys have like normally... some grown man try to steal a ball from you guys one time? Oh yeah. dude, dude, I had that happen again, believe it or not. <laughs> 
It was actually oh god, I think I was actually trying to get Hutchinson's autograph. I kind of he kind of like was going around making the rounds a little bit. He signed Dawson like the first section he went to, and then I yeah. I kind of tried to follow him for a bit because. I'm a huge Hutchinson fan, and uh, I didn't end up getting it, obviously. But there was one part where he was over there, and um, my dad and I were kind of standing next to each other, and we're just like holding our ball kind of up over the crowd because there was a large crowd of people or whatever, within reach. But I mean, oh, it's obviously against us. And this guy comes like barreling in and like knocks me over, basically. And he's like reaching over both my dad and I. He's like between my dad. Didn't even, my dad actually didn't even know I was there because he was telling me about this. I'm like, I know, I was next to you. And, um, yeah, so this guy is, like, yelling, yelling, like, Hutch! Hutch! Which, I mean, I think yelling the dude's name is just, it's a little much. <laughs> to be Please frank. love me! Yeah, right, exactly. Please love me! Please! And he's, oh, like... Oh, there was a lot of... And he's trying to yeah, say all there was a of, lot of that. Yeah, and he's trying to say, like, go... Actually, um, it's not this moment. Never mind. Dawson just dropped a picture in the I was chat. about to say, I yeah. sent a photo of a moment I think could have been that. Yeah, it was... that was... You can actually see me in that photo yeah. with my spot that I found. Yeah, it was on yeah. the it was on the other side of the field. It wasn't in that spot. But Who yeah, took so this photo. Joel, Joel Gunn. Okay, guest of say. the show, Joel Gunn. So, yeah, Our, yeah, he didn't have anything that he wanted of course, signed, I feel like, so he took a picture. Yeah. I feel like your dad's in the forefront as usual. <laughs> yeah, my dad just finds his way into sp into spaces. But the funniest part about that I guy that was Maybe like, it's just because. Go ahead. As I said, maybe it's just because how how tall you like. I don't know if it's like maybe your dad's taller or just the perspective. It's just you. You kind of look like you're twelve years old. I know. I look. Bit. I look really short next to my oh, dad in this photo. Please, <laughs> Matt. Your dad told me that like you get a lot of signatures be, uh, signatures because the players think you're a child. I would imagine so. You're absolutely, sickly child. Because I'm because I'm all, I'm clean I'm clean shaven and I have a yeah. young face in general. You look so like, like you could be a teenager. Yeah, who, like, I could play. This ugly plays on a team child and this sickly child. <laughs> Them. This sickly malnourished child as well. Nah, Hutch saw I was like the Walmart version of him, and he was like, <laughs> "Outside your ball." That was the reason. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but the funniest part about that guy that like basically ran my dad and I over was that someone got mad at him and knocked the ball that he was holding out of his hands. <laughs> so <laughs> he got what was coming to him a little bit. It was pretty funny. But yeah, no, that did that did happen again, unfortunately. But yeah, it was cool. I mean, just being that close to Hutchinson in general was nice. Even though yeah, it was super cool. Yeah, he's a cool. I've guy. I've never been more inspired to get a player's jersey, even though I've been kind of like waiting to see if like he'll release like a blackout version of his jersey. We're so. getting we're getting a redesign next year. Maybe they'll include. I a know. Blackout, so. I'm kind of waiting for that. Yeah. Maybe we'll both have to get like his jersey and like then we can match or whatever. That's but. what I'm I've been holding off for the redesign before I get a new one. Plus I'm yeah. I'm a I'm a curse to whoever's jersey I buy anyway, so maybe I just yeah. won't buy anybody's jersey. I've been waiting to get his uh for a while. Mm -hmm. Like I thought about it last year, but then I thought the redesign was coming this year, so right. I got yeah, yeah. uh another one of our rookies from last year that I did like cuz I don't I didn't have any like current Lions players last year and I had to go to a game. So, yeah. Yeah, I've got a collection. Which, I have a collection of jerseys and only one of them is an active player and and that's uh, Kyler Murray who's still on the Cardinals, but he looks like he might be on his way out too if they get Caleb Williams. Yeah, because you bought his jersey. Yeah, exactly. So, but I ha I have like six or seven jerseys and they're all dudes that just either fell out of the league completely or are on different teams now. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but uh, I guess I bring all that up to ask you guys a question. Um, is there, I guess, one... Let's limit it to one moment so we have enough time for our game. Okay. But uh, is there one moment where you really felt like you just... You cashed in all your luck for oh, a yeah, couple I years. exactly my moment. <laughs> <laughs> like... I know exactly. If you already moments, know your so moment, I'll have you go right off the bat. Dang, I, have, I'll, I have two. I'll do. Oh, dang, I have two ones. If you have two, that's okay. I, like, just, I just, just do both of them. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say, okay. um, yeah we just can't keep like spiraling. Is, I guess. So I, I just have two very. I have two. I have one that I cashed in on my look, and then immediately you <laughs> did it up, and immediately <laughs> was gone, and immediately needed it all back. But, um, <laughs> My first one, I'll go. Um, I won the uh, the Pinewood Derby we did at. Um, oh yeah. For um, nice. Royal Rangers. All I have Rangers. is participation I trophies from those. I got the first. I got first place, baby. Nice. First place, and it was the only time I ever won anything. I went like I think mm -hmm. the, that year I was like I'm going full design centered specs. I'm not doing like anything flashy. Anything because Noah always wanted to do like a truck design or something like that. And I was like, I'm going pure speed and uh, aerodynamic uh, cars this year. And also, had, we're bringing that like, back this year, by the way. Oh, are we actually? Yeah. Nice. There you go. That's awesome. You can crush a uh, hundred other kids' dreams of winning. <laughs> <laughs> you could finally get your trophy, Dawson. Well, here's what I was thinking. I, I was thinking we have like an adult division and a kid division. Oh wow, yeah, that could be interesting. It, it, I'm pretty sure my mom still has our old cars, so I'm gonna go. I through. have I'm all my old cars. That. I'm gonna enter yeah. that one. The one that won. In. Yes, <laughs> find that awesome. one. But yeah, I uh, I won. I won it, and then. Things sucked for a really long time, <laughs> <laughs> and never won anything again. Uh, my second one was in uh, 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 2020, when <laughs> in the midst of the pandemic, we were still trying to work on our uh, our 10 minute films for our junior year, mm. and so we were trying. Or no, it was our sophomore year. I want to say I can't remember. No, no. Yeah, it would have been our sophomore year. Yeah, it was the end of our sophomore year, and we were trying to work on our, our five-minute films. Mm. Or not five-minute, ten-minute films. And so we... I don't know, it was... I don't know if I've ever seen what? your ten-minute film, by the way. Our the... I think you're talking about our thesis. I don't think I was showing... Yeah. I'll send you guys a link, but... Um, yeah, I remember the It thesis. was our capstone our capstone project that we were working on. So uh, we were trying to get that work done, and like things were shifting all the time in the pandemic, like, things were changing all the time. At one point, we could only have, like, ten people on set, and three of the spots were automatically filled, so we were, like, trying to figure that mm -hmm. out. And then at one point, we were, like, couldn't film, and then we were filming, and then everything was changing all the time. And then all this time, we were constantly working, like, four hours a day on a script, and we are just, like, hashing it out every day. And so me and my... um me and my friend, who was our our uh, our writer and AD at the, at, on the project, we went to uh, go talk to this location that we had uh, to scout and to uh, talk about possibly filming there. And so, 
we uh, we drive all the way there, and we're like we're sitting in the car. I think we listen to like Kesha, and I think we listen to just like a lot of Kesha. And we're like pumping ourselves <laughs> up, like going in there and like oh, hashing man. out a game plan of what we're gonna do and how we're gonna talk to these people because it's mid pandy. We're trying to get everything going on. <laughs> mid pandy. Um, <laughs> mid pandy. I'm, I'm I'm coining the phrase mid pandy. Uh, everything's going crazy. Businesses are shutting down all over the place. There's social distancing. There's masking up. We're like, okay, we're gonna talk about this. We're gonna point out our our so our big process. How we're gonna do like safety checks, and we're gonna do testing, and we're gonna do all that, and we're gonna just like pump them up with so much courage and confidence that in us that we're gonna be there. Be like, these guys are great, and we're gonna like have this ha- plan all hashed out, and we like literally like. We like leaned over and we like clasped hands together, like you know, like the like the like the bro clasp. Yes. Uh, like, Let's do this. And so we walk. We get out of the we get out of the car and we walk it into the restaurant. We go up to the thing and we're like talking to them. And then it's like a five minute meeting. They're like, "Yep, sounds good." <laughs> oh man. And we're like, "Oh, okay, cool." That's it. He's like, "Yep, right. sounds good. We don't really have to worry about anything." It's like, "Yeah, we're um." We're we're like we're trying to shoot after hours and um uh we were like trying to shoot after hours just so like after you're closed we don't bother any of your customers and we don't interrupt your business. You're like, yep, that sounds good. Um, uh, either me or the uh, owner will stick will stay stick around and uh, while you guys do that and it's like, oh well, then we just need this access. Like, yep, sounds good, all good. We're like, oh okay, and. We leave, we leave. We're like, wow, that was really easy, and it was like super cool. And so on the drive back, on drive, I we had carpooled from. We had met earlier, and we had carpooled to the location. And so we get out, we we leave, and we're like, that's awesome. We're super pumped. We're driving back, and it's a nice summer day. It's like super cool, sunny day, and we're like driving, the blaring, blaring music, have the windows down, and as we're driving. I just see out of the corner of my eye something like flying, like a little dart, little black dot, like flying super fast towards me. And I don't even think oh, about it. Oh no! And all of a sudden, it hits me in the face. And it turns oh. out it was a bee. It was the bee, and the bee hit me in the face. It stung <laughs> or got into my lip. Oh! And, and then it broke off, and the bee fell into the cup holder and died. My friend <laughs> didn't see the, the bee. The bee hit me, so he was like jokingly like, "Get that thing out of my car!" <laughs> and so, but I meanwhile had the stinger stuck in my lip, oh and my so I gosh. pulled down like the visor, trying to look at it, and I had to like try to pull it out with my fingers. And he was like, "Get that thing!" Were you driving? Like, Give me a minute. <laughs> I and have so, more pressing oh matters gosh. at hand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so for like the next uh, through not two three weeks, more like. Two, a week and a half, a week and a half to two weeks. My lip was, I had a big old fat lip. Oh my gosh, that is insane. The odds of that happening have to be like super slim. I would have there's imagined. never been a more ran out of luck moment. I think, <laughs> yeah, what and a then, switch up. And then to add, we never end up getting to shoot there because. They uh, shut down all of our projects and uh, revamped them at the last minute. 
So we had to oh, create man. an entirely new project. So we totally, we ran out, we used every last inch of our luck on that <laughs> one. <laughs> My gosh, that's insanity. So we can that's add that awesome, to the, the, uh, the folder of, of Andrew's mishaps. <laughs> <laughs> at least the B wasn't really your fault at all. <laughs> it just yeah. happened. Crazy coincidence. That is nuts. Well, I've been brainstorming this whole time, and I'm sure there's some that I'm sure there's a lot that I've kind of forgotten about because, like, I was trying to I was trying to think of like college stuff because you know all kinds of weird stuff happened while I was at oh yeah happened to and around me while I was at college, so I was trying to think of something from there. But I think the I think one of the coolest things I ever got to do where I felt extremely lucky was when I was like I was like eight or nine. I was really young, but my Parents and I went to a Pistons game back when the Palace was a thing, the Palace of Auburn Hills. We went there, mm-hmm. and um, we were there for the game, and it was, I want to say that was maybe my second Pistons game ever. I didn't, I hadn't been to very many games at that point, and um, so we're walking around like the main concourse area, and we see they've got like a setup of the three championship trophies that the Pistons have won. We won in 89, 90, those are the bad boys teams, and then we won in 04, so I vaguely remember, like, the 04 championship happening. I didn't watch, like, very much of it, because I was so young at the time, but, like, I knew it existed, I knew we had won the championship that year. So, we took pictures with the trophies, and then the guy that's, like, standing there running the booth said, if you want... You, if you want to hang around a few minutes, um, we're going to move these things. And uh, if you want, your son can carry the one of the trophies with oh, like, no. over the thing. So, no, no, this is a good story, I promise. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. so um, I got... So Andrew's and then, used to his luck. <laughs> Andrew's like, where's the My switch? luck, it would have been, there would have been child breaks championship trophy. <laughs> so two more kids showed up over the course of that time period. I guess it was just the next two that showed up. And um, the so I got to carry the 04 championship trophy. So I got to carry a trophy that I got to more or less see my team win, even though I wasn't like necessarily watching awesome. every game or anything. But I got to carry it through the whole concourse. Um, they gave my dad a pair of gloves, too, because I was like eight or nine. So it's like just in case, you know, the we run out. Of, this the One of the other kids only carried it like, I don't know, 50 to 100 feet and had to have his dad carry it the rest of the way. So, um, loser. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, so I was able to carry it the whole way, but I let my, obviously I let my dad hold it as well. Cause you know, I wasn't going to let him miss that opportunity. So there's a picture of my dad and I holding, uh, I think it's the Larry O'Brien trophy. It's called, I may have the wrong name, but holding the Detroit Pistons 04 championship trophy. And I think that's still to this day one of the coolest things I've ever been able to partake in. And it's like, and the only reason that I was able to do it at all was because I, my parents and I happened to walk up to that booth at the right time, basically. Because <laughs> outside, if we if we had been there earlier or later, we would have either missed it altogether or I wouldn't have been asked to help move it. So definitely a really cool once a lifetime opportunity. <laughs> No kidding. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever even told you guys that story just in general. <laughs> like, not even not even on this podcast. I don't think so, yeah. It's kind of one I forgot about, but when you brought up, like, what's something where... It, I was trying to think of, like, something where it's, like, 
like wow i feel extremely lucky to be doing this and that that was the first thing that came to mind yeah yeah not many opportunities especially in detroit exactly <laughs> hopefully soon hopefully soon hopefully soon i mean the wings have a couple the tigers have a oh gosh i'm a terrible tigers fan because I'm, i think it's the 84 world series but a tiger should have won a world series in 06 as well but that's a separate discussion <laughs> yeah Oh, man. Yeah. Well, talking about luck, I guess. Here's uh -huh. our segue. Oh, boy. Uh, we're going to spin some wheels in today's game. Oh, gosh. We're oh, going to play a game I've labeled as synopsis or complete miss. So. What on earth? <laughs> the premise of this game is we will have two wheels... One wheel will have a bunch of movie genres. Horror, sci-fi, romance, drama, you name it. Okay. Comedy. And then the other wheel will have a list of ideas. Or premises. Or characters. Like princess, uh, superheroes. Okay. Um, technology takes over the world. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh. And when we spin both of those wheels, we're going to plug it into chat GTP. <laughs> oh, God. And we're going to see what comes out. And we're going to we're gonna decide whether or not it's synopsis or a complete miss. Okay. So if it's synopsis, it's like we're going to fund this movie with our extensive funds that we it have It will become here. a part of the... Nonsense with nonsense uh, production the company. Network of nonsense. <laughs> NBN. Yeah. NBN Productions. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. So we've this done this a little bit with with Andrew, thinking of uh, uh, generating some podcast names. Now we're going to generate some movies. But first, I need you guys to f feed me some like movie genres. Okay. Do you have so, some on there already? Like, uh nope i'm just oh, gonna gosh. let you guys all right well um sci-fi is obviously is one action already adventure. started writing that one action, action adventure right. horror well we can do thriller. action and adventure oh thriller that's a good one yeah. mystery thriller mm -hmm. yes. elderly heist movie elderly heist movie. <laughs> thriller hey, well hey, that hey. would i think that would El go under that would go under theme so elderly heist. Oh, I see what you're saying. We'll think we'll we'll fill that up I, I, momentarily. I mean, heist movies are kind of a genre. It's a it's a niche genre, but it kind of is a genre. Yeah, well, we can do heist, but then like the elderly part. Theme will be, would be elderly. I see. So be, the theme would be elderly, and then the the genre will be okay, heist. I gotcha. Okay. And occasionally we will spin the. Uh, the genre wheel twice, so you get like. A mystery comedy something mm -hmm. like that you know okay all right so right now we've got sci-fi action adventure mystery uh thriller rom-com heist we should probably do comedy fantasy like a mm -hmm. fantasy like yeah not me not me currently googling movie genres to make sure i'm <laughs> forgetting any obvious ones probably romance oh western put western drama. on there Oh yeah, <laughs> Western. Um, 
what else is there? Just like animation count, or would that be a theme? That would be. Uh, I'd say that's a theme. Okay. Um. Oh, sports, obviously. Sports, yes. War, war movie is that a genre? Yeah, war. Yeah. Animated. Yeah, we could we could put animation. Is that a genre? Is that a type? That's what I was just asking. I'm not really sure because I think it. You could argue it's stylistic you, enough that we could put it in this category could, like, because when we're pairing it with both. another thing, when we're pairing it with another thing, it'll work. Yeah. So. Um. Mm, do you have musical on there? <laughs> oh, musical is a good one. <laughs> Just thought of that one. What else can we think of? How about a martial arts? Is that one? Oh yes, martial arts. That's good. Yes. Um. Okay. What? How many? What do we have so far? You rattle them off right quick. Right now we've got sci-fi, action, adventure, mystery, thriller, rom-com, heist, comedy, fantasy, romance, drama, western, sports, war, animation, musical, martial arts. Okay. Do we think um... there's any more left in the tank? Um, I know like biopics are a thing. I don't know if that was something you wanted to throw on there. It might be kind of a niche thing to try and make this about game religious. Work, but religious <laughs> is that a genre? I mean, I guess yeah. Kinda, you got uh, religious movies like I can yeah. only imagine and yeah, stuff like that. True. I'd say it's more or like it's kind of like just a drama. Veggie Tales. V yeah, veggie tales. It's like more religious of like a drama, dramas. Though. You know. Yeah, drama we could put on there. I guess. I already put that on there. Oh, I'm deaf. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, because relig religious movies are, like, almost their own own thing, because they even have that's their true. own streaming service, like, Pure Flix. Oh, that's a streaming service? <laughs> yeah. I just thought that was a production company. <laughs> well, uh, it is a production company. Oh, I think both. there is, like, a streaming service for it, though. Oh, that makes sense. So we've got 18 right now. I think we could squeeze out two more. Um, let's see. What else is there? Oh, my gosh. I opened a new tab, and it... I opened a new tab, and one of the, like, ad suggestions is that stupid handbag handbag we talked about, like, three, four weeks oh ago. Oh, my gosh. Oh, the chicken. <laughs> the chicken bag. There's two ads on the same page. That's funny. That's amazing. I'm gonna, oh, uh, documentary, documentary. Oh, good one, yes. One more. We could do uh, reality TV. Sure, yeah, I mean, eh, yeah, sure. All right, now, themes. Elderly. Yes. <laughs> so what are, like, some examples of themes that, like, because... Uh, superheroes. Oh, right, you mentioned that. Okay. Um, Princess. Like, teen? Slash royalty. Would like teen be one? Yeah, teen drama. Coming of age. Coming of age. Sure. Yeah, that's yeah. a better way to put it. Or I'll put teenage years and coming of age. Humanity versus technology. Yes. Humanity versus technology. I like it. Mm-hmm. Good versus evil. Good versus evil. We didn't yeah. do heist yet, so. Oh, yes. Put oh, wait. Heist on there. 
Well, that heist was a genre. Yeah, that is a genre. Oh, you're right. Elderly was the theme. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Perseverance. Perseverance. Family drama. <laughs> Family drama. I'm trying to think of, like, uh, different, like... I'm trying to think of, like, because we did, like, Princess... Hallmark. Hallmark. Oh, gosh, dang it. Christmas. Dis Christmas. Disney Channel. Christmas. <laughs> good one, good one, Andrew. Perfect. Christmas. Thanksgiving. <laughs> sure. Halloween. <laughs> New Year's. You can just do every every major holiday. Easter. Every I'll just do every major holiday as a category. Sure. Um. What else we got? What else we got? Um. Man versus nature. Man yeah. versus himself. I mean that that stuff's. Oh wait, like... apocalypse. Oh yes, good one. There you go. Um. Apocalypse. I well, they did that. What? Mm. Yeah, Zack Schneider's, uh... Let's see. Uh... I'm trying to think of, like, other ones that it's would like fall a... under, like, the... Children Adventure. Yeah, I'm trying to think of ones dog, where, like... Dog Adventure. Yes, animal Dog Adventure. Dog ad yes, Animals. Good one. Yes. Animals. I'm trying to think of, like, ones that revolve around the characters. Like, we've got, like, Elderly. Yeah. We've got Animals. We've got Superheroes. I'm trying to think of, like, other themes that object that with feelings <laughs> the pixar <laughs> army of the dead is a is that apocalypse heist movie uh okay after a zombie outbreak in las vegas a group of mercenaries <laughs> take the ultimate gamble and venture into the quarantine zone in hopes of pulling off an impossible heist well, time I, travel yeah. what about wes anderson <laughs> he's got a weird he has a weird thing Wes going on. Anderson. Uh, if weird, we mean artistic and inspired and phenomenal <laughs> and breathtaking, then yeah, it's weird. I apologize. Forgive me. I have not well-versed uh... in Wes Anderson stuff. I only know the memes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit over. Oh, high here. school. I had another one and I lost it. Gosh dang it. Middle um, school. High school apocalypse. <laughs> Elementary school. Oh my gosh. Um, what the crap did I, I had it and I lost it completely? Dad and child, dad and child, new parents. What about like I'm trying to think of like like a like the chosen one, like that being grandparents. <laughs> oh my gosh, all of the props we're gonna get are gonna have to do with just the various familial bonds we yeah. have. What about like um, what about like chosen one or something like an Avatar Last Airbender? Chosen Star one, Wars. yeah. What on earth? They made a the hero's movie journey to the zombie heist movie. What? Oh, we could do zombies as a theme. Oh, what what, what about natural disaster? Natural disaster. Yeah. And this prequel to Army of Dead, a mysterious woman hires bank teller Dieter to assist in a heist of impossible to crack safes mm. across Europe. What the heck? So what else? What I else? think I actually else? saw a clip from that. Is the whole movie just about breaking into safes and vaults? 
It might be. I think I, I, no I, re- I remember seeing a clip of that somewhere. I don't know why. Working in retail. <laughs> Podcasting. Podcasting. I feel like... So hard. I feel like Hallmark... We have 34 entries right now. I feel like Hallmark should be a genre, not a theme. I think we put it in the theme wheel. I feel like it should be a genre. Oh, if we land on that one, we can spin it twice for uh, okay. genre. Sure. Let's do one more. Any other ideas? Pokemon. Talking, uh... talking animal? I mean, that kind of falls under animal, right? Yeah. Um... Theme, theme. Nick themes. at night. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> it was like Nick's teen age stuff. Uh, um, what else? What else? Is what's there? like? Uh, I'm trying to think of like theme. I'm trying to think of like stuff I've seen in like movies I've watched recently. Oh, like uh, Hidden World. Like oh, you know Narnia. Sure. Yeah, that's good. All right. So we've got 35 on this category. All right. Let's spin the first wheel, shall we? Yes, we shall. All right, we got rom-com. Great, of course. I feel like this was rigged somehow. <laughs> All right, what else? Yeah, if the second wheel lands on Hallmark, I'm leaving. Well, it shouldn't, because Hallmark's <laughs> not on it. Oh, it's not on the... Oh, wait, are you spinning coming this on real twice? Coming of age rom-com. Okay, this is kind of like... This This should give us a normal movie. I was we'll going to say, this sounds like movies I've seen before, yeah. Uh, or seen advertised before, I right. should say. <laughs> Putting it into chat GDP, GTP now. Isn't it GPT? GPT. I always confuse which one is which. The order is remarkable. What it is, yeah. About, write a synopsis. About a coming <laughs> age story. We're going to be in trouble if the synopsis ends up being like 50 paragraphs long. Oh, it'll be a few paragraphs. Okay. Coming of age story in style. What you should say is give me an elevator pitch, rom-com. which is that's a short pitch and it should be no longer than like a paragraph. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Do that. So if you ask it to give you an elevator pitch, it should work out. It gives me like three to four paragraphs. It's not. It shouldn't be too much to re- read. All right. This it's called in the heart spotlight. Uh, I <laughs> yeah. hate it already. Meet Alex, an awkward yet endearing high school senior with dreams of becoming a famous playwright. Alex's life takes an unexpected turn when they're cast as the lead in the school's musical alongside (laughs) (laughs) alongside their crush, Jamie, the charming and talented captain of the football team. Mm. As rehearsals progress, Alex and Jamie's interactions go from awkward (laughs) to surprisingly delightful, and sparks fly. Meanwhile, Alex's best friend, Lily, encourages them to uh, pursue their feelings, leading to hilarious and heartfelt moments as they attempt to navigate the tricky world of teenage romance. However, things get complicated when Jamie's ex, the popular cheerleader, Madison, tries to win him back. Well, I didn't see Alex finds herself in a love triangle torn between top. their feelings for Jamie and their royal and their loyalty to their friendship with Lily. 
With the opening night of the musical approaching, emotions run high, secrets were revealed, and hearts are put to the test. Amidst a backdrop of a catchy musical number and a comedic mishap, Alex learns important life lessons about self-discovery, friendship, and the courage to pursue their dreams. A grand finale that's part of a heartwarming and part hilarious musical's success becomes a metaphor for the character's personal growth and newfound confidence, leaving the audience cheering for love, laughter, and the unpredictable journey of coming of age. This is a complete miss, in my opinion. <laughs> I would not watch that. I know that. I, I wouldn't even watch that. Uh, I said, wait, so it was synopsis or synop miss? No, complete miss or synopsis. Uh. I'll go synopsis, because I know about... 20 people that would have watched this movie. Right, yeah. That, like that, this movie is definitely not for me in almost any it's, way. It would really appeal to the theater kids. another yeah. problem. Yeah. <laughs> it's been made. It's, it's High School Musical without the musical. It's football. It actually, yeah, it it's really football is. football instead of basketball. I think they reference the musical number in that synopsis somewhere, so they even intend <laughs> on throwing music in there. Yeah, this yeah. Is a, it's, yeah. It's, not, it's not very original, but I know there are people that would probably watch that. Next up, we've got Mystery. And did we do... We'll, we'll keep it to one genre for now. Sure. Mystery and... Uh, this one's too close. I just got Teenage Years. That's too close to Coming of Age. Yeah, it's, it'd be very similar. Although Mystery would probably be... It would throw it off and not. Mystery but... and Superheroes. Mm-hmm. And I'll say an elevator pitch. Sure. Or a movie about superheroes. The theme of and the genre of mystery. There we go. Mm -hmm. See what it gives us. All right. Called Shadowed Heroes. It still gave me three paragraphs. <laughs> Okay. The city teetering on the brink of writings. chaos, a group of enigmatic enigmatic superheroes go. emerges, enigmatic. each possessing extraordinary powers. But as crime rates mysteriously plummet, questions arise. Are these heroes truly here to save the day, or do they harbor secrets that cast doubt on their intentions? A tenacious investigative journalist begins digging into their past. She uncovers a web of intrigue, deception, and hidden alliances that lead to her down that lead her down a rabbit hole of conspiracy. As the journalist's relentless pursuit of the truth intertwines with the hero's intricate lives, the line between good and evil blurs. With every revelation, the mystery deepens, revealing shocking connections that challenge the very nature of heroism. Tensions rise, alliances fracture, and loyalties are tested as the city hurtles towards an explosive showdown. Shadowed Heroes is a thrilling and thought-provoking mystery that pr explores the complexities of power, morality, and identity in a world where even the most super of heroes might have something to hide. Ready to embark on the suspenseful journey where the answers are as elusive as the shadows these heroes cast. That actually sounds really good. I dig that. Yeah. I'm gonna go synopsis, but I'm gonna say this. This sounds like better as like an A episode TV show. Absolutely, like an Amazon or HBO yep, type type joint. I feel like this would be great for them. 
anything that we do decide to do synopsis i'm gonna actually put in our chat so we have it for later (laughs) this yeah this editor cut this out cut this out we gotta keep this (laughs) gotta keep this under wraps (laughs) we gotta copyright this guys i was i do think that it's a billion dollar idea we here at NBN <laughs> Productions would definitely have the foresight to adapt this as an eight-episode series rather than a movie. Because I agree that there is that is a synopsis there. I mean, that's a that's a winner. I want to see this made. I love Honestly, the idea. I kind of understand why people like, are afraid of uh, Chat GPT stealing uh, entertainment chops. Yeah, that. <laughs> uh, I love the idea. Just where, like the code. You can't even trust the heroes, <laughs> like. Because it, it just completely twists up the genre. Like, mm-hmm. but I like the idea of it, like this being if it's it's not really like the heroes aren't the main character in this. It's the yeah. journalist. It's the journalist. I yeah. guarantee you. I like be like. I guarantee like that you the mystery somewhere. isn't about the crime. It's about the people who are stopping the crime too. Right. Yeah. It's about Supposedly. the imperfection of superheroes and how they're put on a pedestal. How they're like, actually like people. I feel like there's some people that would take this into the light of doing like a worse version of. Of oh, and on the idea of superhero fatigue, but I feel like this could be like very intricate, where it's just like they just happen to be superheroes. But we're talking about the people behind the cape, behind the mask. We're talking about the I real people. If you make it so, like they're doing stuff that regular people would do if they got powers, yeah. then it it becomes very interesting. Like if anyone can end up with superpowers, what would they do? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. This is absolutely something I could see being like really really good although i know that in the first or second i know in like the first episode of this series this main character would have one of my least favorite lines of there's a story here and i know it's and then she would proceed <laughs> to almost get killed but it would move the plot along <laughs> well but, you get she so what you do is you do one character is like a burgeoning superhero and the other character is the journalist mm. and then they have to team up because somebody is like is doing hero work but if you look at the underlying at the underlying text of the hero work, it's actually crime. There's crimes. Oh in yeah. So it's like at first they think, oh, like this top three superhero, this top tier superhero team is like this trinity of superheroes. It's like oh, they're like in on it because they have all the um, the uh, the superpowers that would uh, mm-hmm. allow them to commit these crimes. But it's only one of them. Or it's like only one of them that has it, or it's somebody else, and it's like a you pull like the rug out from under you. But it's like yeah. it's like oh, you find out like this dirt among these superheroes. That but it's like oh, well, it's not this ter- what pe- would be what would shatter people's vision of this perfect person, but in reality, it's just a normal person. And then you have like your big bad villain who is doing actually terrible stuff. But then you have like oh, we uncover that these these hero this trinity of heroes that people put on this pedestal are not perfect but they're not horrendous 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 criminals yeah right they're just normal people who live lives like maybe somebody's like having a a rough marriage or is unfaithful or something like that where it's like oh yeah that would shatter (laughs) somebody but it's like it's just a person and people make mistakes and stuff like that so or like somebody's like like not doing great their job or like their secret identities are like of these real flawed people and they have but you have to like protect this image 
I definitely yeah. see this as like a limited series because I don't think we could. Because I feel like if you try to expand on like a second season, it would definitely fall flat. It would, yeah, it would not be worth yeah. it. Yeah, if there's a there is a story to tell here, and there would be no point in trying have to do to be like a limited and all series. that after it. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, that's a that winner. That's a winner a though. Series. That's definitely a wait synopsis. until you hear the next set of stuff that I just got. <laughs> oh no. So I spun it for two genres. We got religious and sci-fi. The theme. <laughs> okay. Is natural disaster. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so is this just a left behind series? <laughs> Basically. Sounds like it. So yeah. here's what I got. It's called Divine Exodus. Mm, In a future okay. world yeah, where so technology this... and faith collide, Divine Exodus mm. follows a journey of a diverse group of people brought together by a shared prophecy. As the Earth faces mm. imminent and catastrophic natural uh, an imminent and catastrophic natural disaster, a charismatic preacher reveals ancient texts that predict salvation <laughs> lies beyond the stars. The Bible. It's amidst the, uh, amidst the, the chaos oh, of crap. impeding doom, a team of scientists, engineers, and believers must construct a massive interstellar arc to carry a select few of code. distant interstellar select few to a distant habitable habitable planet however their quest is not just one of survival but also an exploration of faith destiny and boundaries of human understanding as the arc's construction races against time societal tensions rise skeptics challenge the religious message while true believers grapple with doubts of their own amidst the political intrigue and personal struggles the journey to the stars becomes a test of humanity and unity and resilience Divine Exodus is a captivating sci-fi epic that de- delves into the intersection of faith, science, and the unknown. It takes the audience on an emotional roller coaster as the characters confront the ultimate question: Can they find redemption and hope beyond our world, or will their quest lead them to discover something even more profound about the nature of existence? Get ready for a thought-provoking ride that will leave you questioning the boundaries of human potential and the mysteries that lie among the stars. So take... is t- this is like a movie that came out in like 2005 and think... made like no money, but has like a cult following. Yeah, absolutely. That is, that is absolutely I think this like, movie yeah. would be phenomenal if they fail and they just die with the rest of the planet. It's basic. Yeah. It's basically like take Noah's Ark and make it interstellar. That's basically what that exactly. is. Exactly. Yeah, Honestly. I think it would be cool if like at the end they're just like got it wrong and all the people who were like but we thought that you you know you said that you had it all under control and like you promised us and then all of a sudden it's the end of the world and you don't even get to say goodbye to people or whatever Look, i'll like, I, i'll back you up they on made that their choice I'll, or something i'll always be a fan of movies where like it doesn't end the way you think it's going to like exactly. every movie you every most movies you watch you sit down and you assume there's going to be a happy ending of some way shape or form but like i love the i do love the idea of a movie not not just doing it for the sake of doing it but doing it well to where like the character's failure to accomplish their goal like ends up making the movie that much better and it's not just like a it's not just like a cop out for the sake of doing something different. Like it's actually something for the betterment of either just the characters arcs as a whole, no pun intended, or just like the <laughs> or like the um like the betterment of the movie itself. So I'm definitely on board with that. Yeah. 
definitely interesting. Yeah, that's definitely like as he's describing it. I'm, I'm like, this is sounding more and more like Interstellar because <laughs> it's it's talking <laughs> about you know they, oh they gotta get a massive they get a massive arc ship and they're gonna go look for a new habitable planet out there or whatever. It's not just one of survival. It's like and then obviously Interstellar had other plot points in it as well. You wouldn't know it because you haven't seen it yet, but it's um. Hey, I got called out. <laughs> Yep, I'm in this tweet and I don't like it. <laughs> but yeah, that that's a definitely an interesting one. I don't think I like it as much as the superhero one, but I definitely think there's something there. Very interesting. interesting. Yeah. yeah, I feel like this could either be a synopsis or total miss, just depending yeah. on like who's behind the project how seriously they're taking it and what's actually going to go on like yeah they could like this could this could either be great or terrible there's no way yeah. between it could i could see this very easily being especially with all the parallels i could see this being viewed as like a poor man's low budget spin off of interstellar because of the general parallels mm-hmm. that exist like i could very easily see that yeah. happening to this one cuz it's a similar, very similar concept in a few ways. So I could see people making that connection if they were to watch this. But there's there is something mm. there. It's not it's not like a complete miss. But I'm much less. I'm much more hesitant to give this one like a full green light. I guess. Yeah. I say, make the creature a false prophet that is mm. secretly working with the government. What the guy who finds a book it's all about and the, government, ad- man. the guy who finds a book and declares it to be gospel just because he feels like it is a false prophet? No. Yeah. <laughs> Aka a false prophet who's who's working with the government to try and get like Joseph Smith. Some of like the the top three percent of the world, and then throw in like a couple like poor people to like cover it up or whatever. Put them on the ark. It's all about the government, and, like, man. Give them false hope, and then all of a sudden, you know, like it fails. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's some. There's that's definitely how you something. Kind of subvert the expectations. Right. Yeah. There's definitely something there. I'm just not completely sold just based off this synopsis because we're at we're adding a definitely. lot to this after the fact, yeah. just in our own brainstorm. Definitely need some humans to uh, to rework it. Yes. Absolutely. See, but that gets at the problem at the underlying part of the strike is that <laughs> they would use this and then they would bring in real people to talk about it and to rework it and then they would take that script and make an actual movie about it. Mm-hmm. But then they wouldn't pay the writers because they would credit the machine for mm-hmm. making it and they wouldn't credit the writers. That's what it's all about, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about this corporate system. <laughs> Take advantage, man. Man. All right, I just spun the wheel again. (laughs) So we got documentary. Click 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 Martial arts documentary. Yeah. And let's see what the theme is. Coming of age. Middle school. Oh, gosh. Okay. So this is a middle school dojo? Karate kid. <laughs> kicking Karate it. Karate kid. Kicking it. Kicking, kicking it. it. Hey, it's kicking it. It's kicking. Oh, no. We made kicking it again. 
Oh no, it's kicking. Oh it. my He's gosh. He's gonna kick all of our butts. So it's called... It's called Rising Warriors, the Middle School Martial Arts Odyssey. Oh wow, what, a, okay. in, what an intense title. That's Step an into the title. world of young martial <laughs> artists. <anime> title. <laughs> Absolutely. Step into the world of young martial artists as they embark on a transformative journey in Rising Warriors. This captivating documentary shows us a group of middle schoolers from different backgrounds and experiences as they discover the power of discipline, dedication, and self-discovery through the art of martial arts. Amidst the pressures of school, social dynamics, and self-doubt, these students find an unexpected refuge in their local martial arts dojo. As their skills progress, so do their personal stories of growth. From facing bullies to overcoming personal challenges, each student's journey is a testament to the physical, emotional, and mental benefits of martial arts training. Through intimate interviews and dynamic training footage, Rising Warriors sheds the light on the unique struggles and triumphs of these middle schoolers and their stories not only inspire viewers to believe in their own potential, but also highlight the importance of mentorship, community, and the invaluable life lessons that martial arts instill. Join us in a heartwarming, empowering documentary experience that celebrates the resilience and determination of young warriors, providing that age is no obstacle achieving greatness rising warriors captivates the spirit of these young martial artists as they navigate adolescence and become heroes in their own right Dang, i got kind of emotional there man yeah. <laughs> that kind of gripped me by my heart i was playing with my heartstrings man that that's that's, that's that seems like a very sweet honestly uh, it, it sounds kind of in heartfelt it sounds yeah. yeah heartfelt and sweet and endearing it's like yeah how could you not like something like this? Especially if, like, the middle schoolers are, like, cracking oh jokes gosh. and stuff. Oh, my gosh. I could just imagine these just, like, not even, like, they have to be sixth graders. They have to be sixth graders. Yeah, like, then the that, like, kids that would be like the bullied. You got, like, the element, you got, like, the coming-of-age type idea of, like, sixth graders coming into middle school. But you get, like, the cuteness factor of, like, elementary schoolers as well. Yeah, because they're young, yeah. So it's like they don't, you don't know, they don't know nothing about the world. But they're getting thrown into it, and it's like, oh my gosh, these kids, they'd just be like, you just have to choose, like, the most adorable kids. Like, oh my gosh. This, I, I feel actually, like this would just, like, yeah. I think I'd, I'd probably call this a synopsis. This if, it got... if they put it on, like, oh, Apple total TV. Synopsis. Yeah. yeah. This is definitely not, put it on like... Apple TV, Netflix, or something, I'd watch it on, like, a rainy day. This definitely not, I could just, like, I... a... This is just, like, how I'm wired, but I can, like, picture this in my head about, like, what's going on. I'm kind of getting... Yeah. Like, I totally cry at this. Like, just, like, kind of, like... <laughs> Because you'd have, yeah, like, you, that... I feel like it'd all be like mis, like disenfranchised kids who are like down on their luck, and like a lot of them yeah. are probably like single parents or parents are in hard situations, and it's just like they're like after school. Oh my gosh, this would just be like so emotional, man. I can tell you. Yeah. yeah, and like you're just waiting for that one to kids, that one kid to say, "Yeah, I've been bullied my whole life. My mom struggled to raise me." Oh, I can just mom. picture it now. It's like this, yep. this, this kid. He's like choking up, and he's like, yeah. "It's like the this sound, dojo sound took." And there's like in. a lot of, yeah, there's like a lot of like quiet parts of it where he's just like looking at trying the to camera. hold back tears. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a very emotional person, but this one, this one would get me. It's not necessarily <laughs> feel, like the kind. I of, feel for uh, everything. Yeah. I feel like everything, anything to do with middle school, kind of gets me because I, I, I had. To, I remember this. Uh, Bo Burnham made a movie called Eighth Grade, and I had to turn it off because it was like too real, and it was like bringing back like <laughs> memories from like 
middle school because like being in, I hated middle school so much and it sucked and it was just like and I was just like this is too real this is too real <laughs> I definitely say this is not the kind of documentary that I like normally watch I guess most of the ones I watch are about something that I want to like like a very specific thing that I want to learn more about which mm-hmm. actually I think I saw today that this month the uh Max now special on uh, the Bishop Sycamore fake high school football team is going to be releasing at the end of this month. So oh yeah, I saw, I saw that. That's going to be something I'm going to watch. But that's like the, that's normally what I'm looking for in a documentary is I have like a specific thing I want to learn more about, and if I see a documentary about it, I'm like, oh, I want to hear more about that. I'll click on it. But I definitely see the intrigue for this documentary for sure. I definitely think this would be one where. You know, if if especially if it catches like, it, I feel like it's the kind of thing where it can like really capture like, the entirety of like the internet, like one of those. You know, like like for like when uh pandemic was going on, everyone was talking about like Tiger King or whenever there's a or like Stranger Things when Stranger Things came out, everyone was talking about Stranger Things. I think it's one. It could be one yeah. of those where it's like a documentary that everyone watches because it's just like a feel good thing. And I definitely yeah. see where the potential is for that for this one to be it. Either way, it's at least got two out of three. So yeah. Synopsis. Mm-hmm. I just Synopsis spun the wheel stuff. twice Synopsis, on each, yeah. and we got. For the, uh, we got for the genre. We got sports and action. Okay. And for theme, we've got animals and Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh my. Gosh, what on earth is this gonna be? It's gonna be the turkey bowl, no but it's clue. the turkeys playing football somehow. Oh, did that not work? What a weird, what a oh, weird God. blend. <laughs> oh wait, I put it in the Discord. I'm like, why did that not work? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You did. I didn't even. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> All right, here we go. It's called Gobble Goal. <laughs> oh my gosh! The Great Animal oh Thanksgiving God. Games. Oh wow! What? This is the ready for a wild to a total mess. <laughs> oh gosh! Get ready for a wild and heart-pounding sports adventure that is unlike any other in Gobble Goal. A group of spirited and unlikely animal friends discover that their beloved forest home is threatened by human development. Determined to save their habitat, these animals decide to put aside their differences and compete in a high-stakes Thanksgiving-themed sports event. (laughs) (laughs) The soccer-playing squirrels and... (laughs) From soccer-playing squirrels to skateboarding turkeys, each animal brings their unique skills and talents to the games. As these competitions... Turkeys make them good at skateboarding. As the competition heats up, the friendships formed on the field become a driving force behind their efforts, but the clock is ticking and the final match looms large, the ultimate showdown that will determine the fate of their home. As the animals face off against all odds, Gobble Goal delivers adrenaline-pumping action sequences, heart-warming camaraderie, and a message of unity that transcends species. This 
sports and action-packed extravaganza showcases teamwork, determination, and the power of coming together for a common goal. Join us for a thrilling ride where feathers and fur collide in a heartwarming tale of sportsmanship, courage, and the spirit of Thanksgiving. Gobble Goal is an unforgettable adventure that proves that sometimes the fiercest battles are fought with love, laughter, and a soccer ball. <laughs> of all <laughs> sports, you couldn't have done football. I soccer. Yeah, the one that scre- the sport that screams Thanksgiving is football because they literally play. I football was like making about turkeys, making about turkeys playing football, trying to like right, yeah. fight for their lives or something. Oh like whichever gosh. whichever team loses, like that's who gets cooked up. I know we didn't pick animation as a genre, or I should say, it didn't this come would up be on animated. the wheel. This would be animated in like the Despicable Me or like Pixar style oh absolutely for sure i was thinking a full-on air buddies type idea with oh that's what i thought it, that's what i thought it was going for that would be something i wish they gave more specific examples aside from just squirrels playing soccer and turkeys skateboarding <laughs> for some reason it's like either pick one or sport or you could like go give like us more options total, you could go total uh uh Surfs up style documentary. Yeah. <laughs> now style. we're talking. Yeah. Now that would be. I'm gonna go. I'm still gonna go total miss on this one. Yeah. But it, but I'd say our version of it would be a synopsis. We would make a, a much better version of this movie. Yeah. Absolutely. It paints. It's me- like an Olympics type uh, event for uh, uh, animals. It pains me ah. seeing the <laughs> seeing the sports one be a total miss because like. I'm there's like a weird <laughs> thing where like there hasn't been like a good recent sports movie in such a long time in terms of like just like resoundingly good like Moneyball is a 10 out of 10 and that's the most recent one that I could think of at least that I've seen I'm sure I'm forgetting something but out of blindside's another good one but like there's just such a starvation for like another like really good sports movie because all the best sports movies are like older movies just because, I mean, in general, there's not a lot of room for creativity, I guess, when you're just doing a sports movie. But, I mean, I don't know. There should be, there, we need some good ones, and that's definitely not going to be one of them. <laughs> Gobble goal or whatever the name was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I gosh. Am. I'm actually going to look up sports movies right now to make sure I didn't forget anything. Uh, uh, this, this, this might be another dud, guys. Uh, but we got, I spun it twice again. Genres are war and mystery, so we had a really good start, and then it was followed by Christmas and Disney Channel. <laughs> okay, I'm fascinated to see where this goes. Yeah, what on earth is this going to be? Oh, gosh. All right, here's the title. Secrets of the Silent Night, A Christmas War Mystery. Oh, <laughs> A wow. heartwarming and gripping holiday tale, The Secrets of the Silent Night, transports viewers into a quaint village during World War II. As snow blankets on the cobblestone streets, a group of resourceful and curious teenagers stumble upon a hidden relic from the war, unearthing a series of long-buried secrets amidst the festive hidden relic glow. from the current war? <laughs> it could have it been, I guess, like World War One. I? I don't know. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna, I, need, I, need, I need to jump. I need to jump in. I forgot the Creed movies exist. I'm sorry. Oh yes, yes, those, those are, are really good movies. Amidst the festive glow of Christmas, these these youth youthful sleuths embark on a mission to unravel the mystery behind the relic. Those and cryptic messages lead them on an enchanting journey through historical archives, ancient landmarks, 
and heartwarming encounters with the village's elderly residents who hold key pieces of the puzzle. As they uncover the truth, the teens realize their discoveries could have, could have a profound impact on the village and its inhabitants. Along the way, they learn the lessons of compassion, bravery, and unbreakable bonds of friendship. With every revelation, the connection between the past and the present becomes clearer, and the true meaning of Christmas shines through. Secrets of the Silent Night is a captivating war mystery that combines history, adventure, and the magic of the holiday season. Set against a bat backdrop of twinkling lights and festive cheer, this Disney Channel production celebrates the spirit of unity and hope. Oh, minding they just, us wait, that wait, wait, even... did they just throw Disney Channel in there? Did you give it that? Yes. Okay, I was going to say, Reminding us <laughs> that even in the darkest times, the power of friendship and the warmth of Christmas can illuminate our way forward. That sounds awesome. Get ready for a heartwarming and suspenseful journey that will leave you believing in the magic of the season. Yeah, it's a, that, there's too much going on. That's a that is a total miss. I couldn't even follow the synopsis for for a Disney Channel movie. This is probably going to be better than the pack, but yeah, it's above average mm, for a Disney Channel yeah. movie. But I mean, good grief. I mean, as a Disney Channel movie, I'd give this a synopsis. Sure, but we're not a Disney Channel Productions. This is the NBN Productions. <laughs> we're a high profile production company. We don't mess with this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say that's a miss otherwise. That's definitely a miss, yeah. I couldn't even... I had a hard time even, like, following what the synopsis was because there was so much going on with it. Yeah. Because you got war, mystery, Christmas, and teenagers are at the center of all of it somehow. It's like, what? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's because it's Disney Channel. Exactly. <laughs> all right. What? Any thoughts, Andrew, or just that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's <laughs> it's the Disney Channel aspect of it. I mean, I guess it'd be kind of interesting, maybe a little bit interesting, to kind of do like a war, a World War Two movie that's not like World War Two centric. You know? Yeah. Like it's very. It, it seems like oh, it's the nineteen forties in a war torn. Not, I don't think they said war torn village, but just a war. A it's village a quiet, that was in quaint your, village. Yeah. In like. In, like I assume, like in Europe, like around the time during the war, so it'd be like, oh, you hear about the war, and maybe somebody's like brother or dad is fighting in the war. So I guess it'd be like interesting to do like kind of like an adjacent type thing. Yeah, because there was a movie called Overlord that came out a few years ago, where it was like a horror <laughs> movie that was set in World War Two. So it's like pretty kind of interesting, um, but. Then they went, oh, a Disney Channel production. I was like, nope. <laughs> right. As soon as you heard that part, it's like hard pass. I just the title uh, again? spun the wheel again. Uh, it was actually a pretty good title. It was uh, Secrets of the Silent Night, A Christmas War Mystery. Hi, I'm Miley Cyrus from Secrets of the Silent Night, and you're watching <laughs> Disney Channel. <laughs> do, 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 do. You, you guys didn't see so, it, but I did the mouse thing. You did the mouse thing. For the next one, I, I, we've so got total miss. <laughs> Western action. Okay. okay. About someone who works in a retail store. Uh, okay. Apocalypse. Oh. Okay. Oh my. Oh, that's a lot. <laughs> I got some potential here. I got some potential. Okay. Here. I love. I'm... I love the title. Frontier Salvation. Retail rises. 
<laughs> oh my god. That's such a with perfect these anime title. Titles. That is very true. <laughs> Saddle up for a unique twist on the classic western genre in the frontier salvation. Set against the backdrop of a post-apocalyptic world, our unlikely our unlikely hero Jack finds himself in a desolate wasteland where lawlessness Jack. and chaos reign. But Jack isn't your typical gunslinger. He's a former retail worker with a knack for negotiation and a gift for resourcefulness. Oh my gosh! Wow. <laughs> when I'm a ruthless in love with gang, <laughs> I love it already too. It's so good. When a ruthless gang threatens the few remaining settlements, Jack is reluctantly thrust into a dangerous game of survival. Armed with his wit and arsenal of unconventional weapons, he must navigate oh through the treacherous wasteland, forming an unlikely posse of survivors along the way. Together, they vow to bring justice to the lawlessness and reclaim the sense of normalcy amidst the chaos. Frontier Salvation is an action-packed adventure that combines the grit of the Old West and the ingenuity of a retail worker amidst the explosive showdowns, tense standoffs, and heart-stopping chases. Jack provides uh, proves that sometimes it's not just the fastest gun that prevails, but the one who can outthink and outmaneuver the rest. Get ready for a thrilling ride throughout a world of turn uh, throughout a world turned upside down, where the unlikeliest hero rises from the ashes to bring order to the apocalypse. With humor, heart, and a whole lot of action, Frontier Salvation is a wild ride that will leave you cheering for the most unexpected savior in the West. That is dope. That's awesome. That's so good. That is total amazing. synopsis. Absolutely, absolutely. That's a synopsis. Okay, I was getting chills reading that it. That is awesome. I know it's called it's is the character's name is Jack, but I pictured uh Jack Quaid uh playing this. Oh yeah. Dude. Jack yeah, he's definitely Quaid. You're talking about the guy who's uh he's in the boys, right? Yeah, Jack Quaid. I, I could think. absolutely yeah, see him doing this. He's got like the perfect like oh, person look to him. That is a casting. I, That's perfect. I pictured I pictured his, I, but he's definitely clean shaven and yep, more yeah. of like kind of like a sculpted hair where it's kind of like it's like professional, but maybe a little bit casual at the same time. But he's, he's holding like, on to the past, and yeah, but it's like every everything around him is like totally, uh, like it's it's a western, so it's like desolate. It's like basically kind of Mad Max, adjacent, grungy. but more yeah, but more western. Like everyone's wearing dusters and uh and um. Stetsons and carrying around six shooters, but, but uh, Jack, he's got, um, he's wearing like a, uh, like the stereotypical. Um, oh, I'm trying. To, let's see. Uh, a grocery store manager. I just got the picture. I just got the picture in chat of him with. I can't tell if he's got like a little bit of stubble, but he's kind of got like, kind of a looser hairstyle. It's a little floppy. Yeah. yeah. It's perfect. I'm actually watching a show that he voices a character in right now, the uh, My Adventures with Superman, and he's really good. Oh yeah, he's Superman. He's fantastic oh. in like everything I've seen him in. So, hmm. okay, I've seen him so in this like is a rom com of... as well. Like he he just he nails any role that he does, and he I think he's really a perfect good. cast for this. Like he can look unkept, but he can also look very well kept. So like by the end of the movie, he can have a little stubble and stuff. He looks like your normal, just average like. <laughs> Retail worker. I just got the picture. The apron. So I'm like, I said either an apron, either an apron or like a vest. But he's like wearing a tie, and he's like he dresses like this. Everything around him is like a post-apocalyptic. People are wearing like metal and like rusted metal and like uh, 
uh, post uh, like leather clothing, but the, he's just like wearing. This is the costume he's wearing all the time. <laughs> it's like he's wearing cool. a tie. Yeah, he's, he's got all of his apron. stuff in his yeah. apron. Yeah, and he's got yeah, he's got like tool. He's got like a price checker and stuff yeah. like that, and like. Like total, it's oh my gosh, Ugh, I'm in love with this. It sounds so good. This is perfect really good. casting for that. Yeah, and I've just, I just know he would do an incredible job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a winner of a synopsis. There. Definitely got to send. That's awesome. Make sure to send that um synopsis, Dawson, so I can just read it when I need a good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is. All right, that's I kind of want to ship again. this. I want to ship this off to somebody and be like, "Hey, make this for me, please." Make this. This has to be a thing. Get Please, Jack- we have to end the strike so we can make this thing that was created by ChatGPT. <laughs> Get Jack Quaid on the line stat. All right, next yeah. up we've got... Obviously, this is a synopsis, renowning synopsis. So uh, hopefully yes. this next one can follow it up well. It's we've got, got the genre of sci-fi thriller. Okay. Sci-fi thriller. About okay. new parents who go through the hero's journey. <laughs> It sounds like Survivor, or not Survivor. What's that? What's that movie that's coming out? The Creator. It sounds like that. Oh yeah, with uh, oh, yeah. with uh, David Washington. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> this like one that. is titled Emerald Dawn: Parental Odyssey. In a world where what's advanced technology, I would say Odyssey has sure come up a lot, hasn't it? <laughs> a world where advanced technology and a dark secret and dark secrets collide. Emerald Dawn follows the gripping journey of Sarah and Mark young couple who have just become parents but their joy is short-lived when their newborn is unexpectedly abducted by an enigmatic uh organization with sinister that words come up too yeah with sinister intentions desperate to rescue their child sarah and mark embark on a perilous journey that leads them into a hidden realm where advanced ai and ancient prophecies intertwine with the clock ticking they must navigate a landscape of shifting allegiances high-tech labyrinths and ethereal challenges that mirror the classic hero's journey as they confront (laughs) their deepest fears unearth long buried truths sarah and mark's bond are tested uh yeah, Sarah and Mark's bond is tested. Along the way, they encounter a cast of characters, each with their own motives and secrets, forcing them to question who to trust and where their loyalties lie. Emerald Dawn is a heart-pounding sci-fi thriller that seamlessly blends intensity uh, and uh, the intensity of a rescue mission with the emotional roller coaster of a new parenthood. When Mark's odyssey unfolds, they discover untapped reserves of strength, determination, and sacrifice, ultimately revealing the power of a parent's love in the face of unimaginable odds. Prepare for an electrifying journey through a world of mystery and technology where two people become unlikely heroes. Fighting not only for their life, but their child's as well. Also for the fate of humanity. Emerald Dawn is a riveting tale of bravery, redemption, and unbreakable bonds between parents and their offspring. I feel like this would be the first in a genre. You know how they have like the yeah. the dad and and magical child is led across a uh, a desolate or uh, dangerous yeah. land. This would be the first uh, co-parent one, where it's yeah. child and has both parents. So we're gonna <laughs> this is we're reigniting the nuclear family with, uh, with this movie. <laughs> yeah. This movie is I what think we you need throw to in, bring like, back some marriage struggles families. too. 
No, yeah. no, no marital struggles because that would be too cliche. We these okay, two, uh, these say, two parents these have two the best. Solid. They have the best marriage. They're constantly like, making. They're constantly yeah. making the typical sarcastic remarks back and forth to each other that you'd expect from that would a be marriage. Fun. Like they have the like they have the best dynamic with the two parents, and they're just. Right, both I'm gonna out. drop this casting. Go ahead. Oh, okay. <laughs> drop this casting. I'm gonna walk away. I'm drop this casting. I'm gonna walk away. Okay. 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 John Krasinski, Emily Blunt, I'm walking away. I'm walking away. <laughs> absolutely, 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 absolutely. A quiet place, but not as quiet. Yeah. Or you could place. do Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, and uh, Blake Lively. And, uh, Blake Lively. That would yeah, be another. That'd be another one. one. Yeah. I feel like this would have to be like a celebrity couple. Like, yeah, they would have, have to actually be, be a couple. I agree. If it's a celebrity couple, this movie would instantly be a synopsis for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. I think the, I movie, feel like you get I think a good... the movie would ride on that dynamic. Yeah. If you yeah, feel the actual definitely... chemistry of husband and wife in this, oh mm-hmm. man. Yeah, that'd be good, for sure. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's, If there's an actual celebrity couple in this, because I think that would be best for getting the, uh, getting the proper um, kind of vibe, for lack of a better term, in this movie, <clears throat> I think that's a winner, for sure. That's absolutely a synopsis. Let's see. Celebrity. I was going to say, are we forgetting celebrity, celebrity couples? Because those are the only two that I know of off the top of my head. Those celebrity... are the two best ones. Yeah. Celebrity couples who have co-starred. Okay, I think I'm trying I imagine to there's not too many of them. I don't, I don't follow pop culture like at all, so this is the kind of stuff that I have just no knowledge of. <laughs> Let's see. Uh... Ooh, Christian Bell, Dax Shepard. I feel like they could do a good job. I don't know who that is. Dax Shepard. If you look him up, you'll see him. Oh, Dax with an X. Uh, I feel like if you made this movie like uh, 20 years ago, or 20 years ago, probably longer than that, you could uh, do uh, Goldie Hawn and uh, what's his face? Um, what's his name? Oh my gosh, I can't believe I forget his name. Uh, Kurt... Russell. Apparently, Dax she- apparently Dax Shepard's from Milford, Michigan. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I think um, they and, live here. Nice. And uh, yeah, Kristen Bell. Yeah, Kurt Russell. Why am I Huntington forgetting Kurt Russell? He's because, my favorite uh, actor. That's where my mom grew up. Too. <laughs> I am surprised you forgot Kurt Russell. <laughs> the love of my life. <laughs> Celebrity actor couples. This is not helpful. <laughs> um, yeah, Blake Lively and Ryan. I think we've got. I think we definitely hit the two biggest ones, at least the two yeah. most well-known ones. I would say. Kristen Dunces and Jesse Plemons are married. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. Know that. Long pause as we yeah, I feel like look we at celebrity two, couples. Two. <laughs> yeah, those are definitely like the best ones. The I think. Yeah, I think if you include either of those, it's it's a synopsis for me. Yep. For so sure. I just spun the wheel again. Until you hear this. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know if I say that. It's kind of. Never mind. Oh, Tom Brady and Giselle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, they're not really married anymore. I guess. Yeah, not so anymore. <laughs> 
All right, that wait till you hear this based one. Based on who's attached to it and what, who's directing. Written yeah. elevator pitch for an animated movie in the genre of rom com mm. about grandparents right. directed by Wes Anderson. Oh, gosh. Oh, whoa. Oh, wow. This could be wild. One is called Grand Love Junction, a quirky grandparent, uh, a quirky grandparents rom com. That's the title. Okay. okay. Step into the whimsical Wait, world of Wes Anderson's unique storytelling style with Grand Love Junction. In this animated gem, two unlikely grandparents, Harold and Edna, find themselves in a in a hilariously heartwarming series of events. Uh, that redefine love and adventure in their golden years. When a mix-up during a retirement home trip sends Harold and Edna on a cross-country escapade, their journey becomes a delightful roller coaster of quirky encounters and oddball characters and charming mishaps. As they navigate bizarre landscapes and unexpected challenges, their initial bickering gradually evolves into heartwarming friendship with whimsical with a whimsical blend of Anderson's signature visual aesthetics and heartwarming moments, Grand Love Junction takes viewers on a colorful, poignant exploration of love's many forms. Along the way, Harold and Edna's journey inspires those that they meet, while also rekindling their own lost dreams and passions. Brimming with West Anderson's distinct visual style, Grand Love Junction offers charming and offbeat rom-com experiences for audiences of all ages prepare to embark on an enhancing adventure that proves that even in the twilight years of life love can bloom in the most unexpected places yeah that's to me a... this sounds incredibly boring it does sound boring it's, but i also no, think i think it the sounds thing... boring but i as someone who's very familiar with wes anderson this would be and incredible. And That's I've what got I was the about perfect, to say. Yeah, if I've got the so perfect well casting. His, if it's so well with I got the perfect Anderson casting. Style. Bill Murray. Man. <laughs> yep. Yep. I could see that for sure. He's worked a lot with uh, Wes Anderson. Oh, yeah. And also, I found the perfect I found the perfect co-star. Okay. Give me one second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree that this fits Wes Anderson's style to a T. Bill Murray, Francis McDormand, they would murder. They would murder <laughs> this movie. It would be incredible. They would murder it. Francis McDormand. What would they I know? Are, what would I know her from? I have no idea. Especially for you. <laughs> Never mind then. I'll figure it out myself. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah, probably not much. Have you seen? To be honest. Have you seen Fargo? Have you seen Three Billboards Outside Missouri? I know of both of those things, but no, I haven't seen either one. She's in both of them. Oh, she's in Madagascar 3. That's what I know her from. Have you seen Transformers 3, Dark of the Moon? She's the <laughs> I'm head sure of the uh, Sector 7 in that. <laughs> or she's like liaison from the president, but she's mm. incredible. She's great. Okay, yeah. I love her. She's amazing, and they... And both, and you have to believe me when I would say they would murder this movie. I believe that they would murder sure. it. It would fit. The, it would fit the style so well too. That's that. Yeah, Wes Anderson, and it would be like I think it would be like definitely. I, I, I was thinking more of like not a stop motion because that's what he's done. That's like most animated stuff he's done. Right. But I was thinking it was kind of like 
there's this kind of like animation that's kind of like uh it's like cell shaded they did a movie about it a while back i'll send you guys the trailer for it um so it's like cell shaded animation and it's like movie is it meant to look super realistic or is it meant to look more stylized it went to more look stylized and i feel oh, like okay. this would be perfect for them it'd be like it'd be i'll send you guys a trailer for this movie but it's like it'd be a um a much like softer version of this okay what's the movie called so oh i see what oh, you're scanner saying. darkly okay. it'd be like a softer version of that yeah like this one is like they shot it live action and then color i was gonna say because that's very the first time sharp but it would be like this version would be uh would be they would just uh and they would animate it from the beginning but like that mm. type of art style is what they would be going for i see what you're saying yeah this mm. next one's got a ton of potential too but uh yeah this one is i think still a miss for me so two out of three you the still, one that we're, the one that we're talking about right now so. yeah yeah i think i like i wouldn't i don't know if i would be particularly interested in it but i think that the fit is too good for me to not say that it would be worth making because I'm sure there's an audience out there for it and a pretty sizable yeah. one at that. I just don't fall into it, I guess. Same. The audience right here. <laughs> Next up, Trust we've me, got... If you pitch this to Wes Anderson's fans with Rance McDormand and they'd, Bill Murray, They'd love it, yeah. They'd, yeah. Eat it. they'd probably react just like me. They'd eat it up. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. And next up, we've got sci-fi and martial arts about the chosen one against good and evil. Avatar: The Last Airbender. Uh, that's the Mef- <laughs> that's the Matrix. <laughs> this one is called Infinite Nexus: The Chosen Cipher. Prepare wow, that is that ending. is such a sci-fi name. Oh my yeah. gosh, that's the Matrix. <laughs> it's basically the Matrix. Uh, prepare for a mind-bending fusion of sci-fi and martial arts in the infinite nexus in a distant future where the lines between reality and virtual worlds blur oh my god young martial this artist named the kai <laughs> I discovers the... he's the chosen cipher a prophesied oh, warrior destined wow. to maintain the balance between the dimensions <laughs> As Kai trains in both the physical and virtual realms, he unravels the hidden secrets of an ancient code that grants him unparalleled power. What the heck? Congratulations, We've Dawson. created the Matrix, You wrote guys. the Matrix again. <laughs> With great power comes great responsibility, and Kai soon finds That's himself Spider-Man. in a deadly battle against the malevolent Nexus Order, a group of determined, <laughs> a group determined to manipulate the very fabric of existence for their own sinister ends. Can... Guided by his wise mentor and fueled by his own determination, Kai must master his martial arts skills and harness the limitless potential of the cipher to prevent the Nexus Order from plunging all realms into chaos. Along the way, he forms alliances with other gifted warriors and discovers the true nature of his own identity. Infinite Nexus is a visually stunning, action-packed journey. That explores the themes of good versus evil, the nature of reality, and the power of destiny. With the mind-bending battles that transcend space and time, audiences will be captivated by the intricate choreography and martial arts and the dazzling special effects that bring multiple dimensions to life. Get ready to be transported into a world of breathtaking battles, enigmatic allies, and, and epic showdowns as Kai embarks on a quest to protect not 
only his own reality, but all realities. In a battle that transcends the boundaries of the known universe, Infinite Nexus is a sci-fi martial arts saga that will leave you questioning the very existence of existence. It's literally the Matrix. It's, it's literally the Matrix. Like we talked. Yeah. So that I'd say total. I'd say total. I'd say to, uh, synopsis. Except for the fact that it, it already it's came been out, done. it's already Matrix, <laughs> and it came out in '99. It came out the year we were all born. Yeah. We were talking about Guys, that other movie. I think it's like, a great idea. I think it could be a, a big box office. This could be big. It was. I, I could see multiple sequels following it that get progressively yeah. worse. It just. I don't know if we could make a fourth and like reboot it though. <laughs> right. Exactly. We'll make a fourth one in twenty years. <laughs> yeah, dude. We were talking but about how one that one movie be attached to it. We were talking about how the sci-fi religion movie was like kind of interstellar. This is like one to one the like, Matrix. This is yeah. like literally. It's just, just the Matrix the again. Matrix. It's the Matrix again. Like it's the exact same thing. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, that the more is I read it, the more I'm like, this is the Matrix. Especially, like, I don't know which I'm, you, you posted. It's a good movie. It's called, it. but it's called The Matrix. <laughs> yeah, it's a good movie. When you're, but it already came out. When you get, when he got to the part where it's like mind bending battles that transcend space and times, intricate choreography of martial arts, dazzling special effects, it's like, my gosh, it is The Matrix. <laughs> it got me. First of all, the title just got me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like, when it was like the where the lines between reality and virtual worlds blur up, like come on. <laughs> Doesn't Chat GPT know anything about like, copyrights? Yeah, and then at the end, it's like Infinite Infinite Nexus is a sci-fi martial arts saga that will leave you questioning the very essence of existence. Yes, it's called The Matrix, <laughs> with a protagonist whose name has three letters in it. No, this one only has two. Hi. Or it does have three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is incredible. Coincidentally, a consonant followed by two vowels as well. <laughs> the, the the parallels are unmatched. We'll get Bianu Beeves. Do two more. Do two more. I'm spinning the wheel. So far, we've got rom-com heist. Oh, every major holiday. Every. <laughs> so major this is going to be interesting. So holiday in. Get a second. So it's going to be holiday in, but holiday heist, where every holiday instead <laughs> holiday of throwing heist, a different yeah. instead of throwing a different They'll party at a hotel, they rob a different bank. <laughs> it's perfect. All right, and it's about royalty. Hmm. <laughs> Great. Mm. Let's see what this generates. Royal Heist Holiday Hearts. Oh, gosh. Oh, wow. Get ready for a royal rom-com extravaganza that's delightful and a blend of wit, charm, and suspense. Royal Heist Holiday Hearts follows in a charismatic Prince Leo, who's not your typical royal, tired of his shelter life, sheltered life. He recruits... An unlikely team of quirky experts to pull off daring heists on every major holiday, from New Year's Eve fireworks to Valentine's Day masquerades. This lovable group navigates through the glittering galas and regal events, all while stealing the hearts of precious treasures. Along the way, Leo meets the, the enchanting Isabella, a determined art historian who unwittingly gets swept into the whirlwind of his adventures. As the heists become increasingly audacious, 
and the chemistry between Leo and Isabella intensifies. The line between the royal world and the criminal underworld blurs. The question is, can love truly conquer all when she when the secrets and schemes threaten to unravel everything they've built? Royal Heist Holiday Hearts is a roller coaster of laughter, romance, and high stakes thrills that set set against a backdrop of opulent palaces and glamorous balls with a dash of comedy a sprinkle of intrigue and a heap of heart this rom-com heist adventure is the ultimate feel-good escape that will leave you cheering for both love and the art of the steel yeah this is called the tom's crown affair (laughs) (laughs) i will say the title i was like oh gosh this is gonna suck it got better yeah it was a fine synopsis. Uh, bored billionaire Thomas Crown decides to entertain himself by stealing a Monet from a, repu- a reputed museum. When Catherine Banning, an investigator for the museum's insurance company, takes an interest in Crown, a complicated back-and-forth game with a romantic undertone begins between them. In an attempt to find out where Banning's loyalties lie, Crown returns to the painting and essentially turns himself in, hoping that Banning's feelings for him will lead to an escape. My gosh. <laughs> what is that called? Maybe I'll watch it. The Thomas Crown Affair. <laughs> came out. Like, uh, let me add 20... this to my watch list. Came out in '99. Got Pierce Brosnan in it. Oh yeah. Interesting. What a hunk. <laughs> yeah, I probably wouldn't watch this one. I'm just not a rom-com person, but I get it. The intrigue's there, I guess. I like the I idea it, that but... each heist is kind of like in the style of like Mission Impossible. Like they just get more intricate, and like every holiday there's a new type of heist. And like I, yeah. I like that it it would be like the idea of like it's just a group of like his friends that he's gathered and they just steal stuff for fun on the holidays. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That'd be fun. Like you could do so much with it. Oh yeah, for sure. Like every different hot like, and you only see what they do on the holidays. Right. It's it's it literally holiday in, on the holidays. but heist instead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'd be intriguing. I'd give it a synopsis. Yeah, I'm sure you would. Yeah. Rom-com lover. <laughs> <laughs> or feel good. Sometimes you just need a little feel-good movie. Yeah. It's literally, I guess, in this synopsis. Never feel good. I only <laughs> want to feel terrible. I want to feel depressed after I watch a movie. Yeah, exactly. I want to question my existence. <laughs> Well, boy, do I have a movie for you then. Why don't, how do you feel about Infinite Nexus, The Chosen Cipher? <laughs> Sounds like I would want to die after I watch it for different reasons. <laughs> that definitely sounds like, even if it wasn't just The Matrix, it definitely sounds like a movie that came out in like 2006 pretending to not be a Matrix copy <laughs> while totally being a Matrix copy. <laughs> no, no, it's totally different, you see. And then they just point to various things that just like, prove it's The Matrix. All right, this like last, last one. five years of movies. <laughs> I assume it's a complete Matrix. miss for both of you, by the way. What? Yeah. Is that a miss for both of you? I would say yeah. so, yes. Yeah, it's a miss. This last one, I'm spinning the wheel three times on each. Oh, gosh, this is going to be so So far, messy. we've got mystery, sci-fi. Uh, sports. Writing it down. Sports would be interesting. That means it's not sports. It's still I had I didn't spin it yet. Oh okay. Comedy. Dang it. And it's about. Let's see. 
high school. Uh, I'm worried we're going to get another high school musical. <laughs> high schoolers. Grandparents. Okay. <laughs> oh, gosh. And middle schoolers. And it's... <laughs> And humanity versus technology. Uh, well, it's sci-fi. Okay. okay. That kind of works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see how they get the high schoolers and the grandparents in there. I'm I'm imagining, like, you can have so many funny jokes about, like, grandparents not being able to figure out how to use the technology. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, high schoolers getting mad at them. And, like, <laughs> you've got, like, the two generations that are very different when it comes to technology. So. Right. I think there's a lot of potential there. I had a conversation uh, with someone recently where I kind of I feel like like the young young people like because they grew up with they've grown up with technology, I feel like they don't actually young I feel like they don't actually fully understand how the technology works because it's such like a fact yeah. of life to them. So I think there's actually like this weird thing where the oldest people alive right now and the youngest people alive right now are both tech illiterate in different ways. Oh gosh, uh, this is this is going to be interesting. It's called Genius Bite, High School Hijinks and Grandparent Gadgets. That's oh, the title. Oh boy, Again, a quirky blend of mystery, sci-fi, and comedy. Genius Bite takes you on an unforgettable journey where generations collide and technology runs amok. When a group of tech-savvy high schoolers stumbles upon a mysterious prototype gadget created by their genius grandparents, chaos and hilarity ensue. As the gadget's cap capabilities exceed their wildest expectations, the teens find themselves in a high-stakes game involving a corporate conspiracy, AI anomalies, and a quest to reclaim the balance between humanity and technology. In the midst of their escapades, they learn that while gadgets may rule the world, it's humanity's ingenuity, friendship, and old-fashioned charm that will save the day. With side-spitting antics, heartwarming moments... And a clever plot and clever plot twist, Genius Bite offers a fresh take on the clash between the digital age and human connection. Set against a backdrop of high school drama, the teens and their tech savvy grandparents unite in an adventure that will leave you laughing, gasping, and pondering the true essence of what it means to be a human in a digital age. Get ready for a wild ride that celebrates the complete uh, celebrates the best of both worlds and showcases that sometimes the most brilliant solutions are always uh, are tend to be the ones have been there all along this sounds like a complete miss to me i was gonna say this doesn't sound very interesting at all <laughs> nope. can't end on this note Total. so I, I think we got to end on a good note oh gosh you're leaving it up to a read retail rises again yeah just read retail rises again <laughs> that'll be a, that would be a good note to end on well we got adventure okay i'm spinning it three times again for each i think that was part of the problem though because you ended up with too many <laughs> conflicting things it's true. See what happens, I guess. The genre... In the genre of adventure... Animation. Okay. Alright, still got a lot of potential here. Yeah, because those two can work together for sure. Animation again. So let's, let's do that again. <laughs> And thriller. Okay. 
That's going to be about... Let's see. Oh, excuse me. It's going to be about the chosen one. Okay. Mm -hmm. Still a lot of potential here, guys. Still a lot of potential. Chosen one again. How? Oh How? There gosh, are 35 on here. Me. But the chosen one during the apocalypse. Still a lot of potential. Oh no, the Matrix. It's coming. <laughs> Big in the blue. About a chosen one on. during the apocalypse is a dog adventure. Oh boy. Oh boy. Let's see. Pause of Destiny, a canine apocalypse adventure. Embark on an epic animated adventure like no other in Pause of Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> As the world faces the brink of the apocalypse, a spirited dog named Max, what a classic of name, of course it's Max, discovers he is the chosen canine destined to lead a group of brave and unlikely animal allies in a race against time. In a post-apocalyptic wasteland, Max and his diverse pack must navigate through the treacherous landscapes, outsmart cunning foes, and unravel cryptic clues that hold the key to survival alongside a resourceful cat, a wise old owl, and a mischievous raccoon. Max learns the true strength lies in unity and that the bonds of friendship transcend even the direst of circumstances. As they uncover hidden secrets and face heart-pounding challenges, Max... Max's journey becomes a thrilling and heartwarming tale of bravery, loyalty, and the power of the dog, of the underdog, uh, through breathtaking animation, pulse-pounding action, and the heartfelt moments. Pause of Destiny pr proves that even in the darkest times, the indomitable spirit of adventure and camaraderie can get uh, can light the way to a brighter future. Get ready for an adrenaline-fueled ride that will leave you on the edge of your seat, cheering for Max and his fearless pack of heroes. Pause of Destiny is an animated adventure thriller that will capture the imaginations and hearts of audiences of all ages, reminding us that even in the face of the apocalypse, hopes, uh, apocalypse hope and heroism can be found in the most unexpected places. Sounds like a decent kids movie. Yeah, it's fine, I yeah. guess. It would work for a certain audience, but... Not it's not me. me though yeah right yeah, there's definitely a, a complete miss on this one there's definitely a lot of other ones we've got we've had here that are significantly better than that one you know but, i have an idea so we can end on a note that we like at what pick a genre sports sports all right andrew pick a genre Um, genre. Let's go science fiction. Mm. Science fiction and sports. All right. And I will pick a theme. In the genre of sci-fi. This will be our flagship movie for the production about, company. Yeah, of yeah, because I was gonna choose for the theme time travel. Oh my gosh. <laughs> What's it's, uh, you should say. I was going to say, write a sequel to Retail Rises. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's what we got. 
Temporal Rivals, the time travel sports Odyssey. What's with Odyssey? Odyssey. I'm waiting for the word in enigmatic to show up again, too. Get ready for a mind-bending journey that fuses the thrill of sports with the marvels of time travel in Temporal Rivals. In a future where the manipula- where time manipulation is a reality, an international sports competition emerges where athletes from across the country and eras compete against each other. Meet Alex, a promising young athlete from the present who discovers a mysterious device that allows him to t- travel through time and join the Temporal Games. As Alex trains alongside legendary athletes of the past, they uncover a nefarious plot to alter history and reshape the future. Through a series of exhilarating challenges, daring feats, and unexpected twists, Temporal Rivals explores the boundaries of human potential across time. Alex's journey not only tests their physical power, uh, his physical power prowess, but their, also his understanding of friendship, courage, and ethical implications of altering the course of history. Funding heart-pounding sports action with mind-bending time travel paradoxes, Temporal Rivals offers a unique and captivating cinematic experience. Get ready to be transported through the eras, witness awe-inspiring competitions, and ponder the profound questions that arise when the past and the future collide in ultimate battle for victory. Actually sounds pretty entertaining. That sounds like it would be at least cool to watch. Yeah, that's a synopsis for sure. I'd go with the synopsis. I like the idea of it being like a new sport. yeah, you could pull in like, like the wise mentors could be like the best athletes at their positions for like, you know, like you could go back in time talk to like Michael Jordan, uh, go talk to. I have good you news know, for you, uh, Dawson. You could talk to Michael Jordan right now if you have yeah. connections. Well, like if this is set in the future, you know, oh, I see you could saying, talk to yeah. Michael Jordan. You could talk Babe to Ruth, Jackie Robinson. Ibe Ruth, Jackie yeah. Robinson. Mm-hmm. You know, like other dead people that are. You could talk to. Uh, <laughs> Give me some, uh, Matthew. Come on, uh, Muhammad uh, Ali. Yes, Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Uh, uh, what was the what the crap is it? Red something. He was like one of the first college football stars. Red. Like it could be Red. like a discovery. Like it's a journey of discovery where he's like trying to figure out what makes these athletes the best at their position, like the best to ever do it. Red Grange. I think that could be good. Yeah, be a that... great movie. Probably get some great representation in it. Yeah, you could really, really get like you could you could appeal to a lot of different people too. Because like, if you're doing just yeah. anyone from history, could theoretically be in this. I mean, you could. Yeah, the cameos you could really do it. Like, you could do anything. You could have like Jesse Owens, that dude that ran track in Nazi yeah. Germany. Like, yeah, be pretty sick. I don't know why I'm thinking Matt Damon for some reason. For, like, <laughs> Matt Damon's a good actor. I could see that. Alright, I'm gonna say write a sequel to. Uh, just re- just post the uh, the synopsis for Retail Rises. So write a sequel to this movie. Yeah, what would a sequel to that? And a copy be? and paste that. <laughs> the sequel's a total tonal shift. He just goes back to working retail. Yeah, that'd be crazy. <laughs> Let's see if the sequel's as good as the. Oh, it was a. Uh... Yeah, retail, Frontier Salvation Retail Rises. I don't know. That one would that one will be pretty hard to top. Is it right. working? Copy or... and pasting. But oh. so the um so we all agree that this is a potential synopsis for the sports one though? Sure. Mm-hmm. Travel sports. Yeah. I think that's a brand new genre too. It probably would be, yeah. Very interesting. I like it. It's very yeah, the, the possibility is there for it to be really, really cool. 
Alright, there we go. Giving me issues when I was copying and pasting. <laughs> See if it can do it. Okay, okay. Frontier Reckoning. Echoes of Redemption. That's what the sequel's called. Okay. The saga continues in Frontier Reckoning, Echoes of Redemption. As the world of post-apocalyptic chaos faces a new wave of challenges, Jack, the unassuming retail worker turned hero, finds himself facing a formidable adversary, a charismatic warlord who has un has united a scattered scattered remnants of the ruthless gangs into a force to be reckoned with. Haunted by the ghosts of his past and driven to driven by a desire for true justice, Jack must rally his diverse posse once more. Armed with his resourcefulness and unwavering determination, he leads his band of survivors on a mission to liberate the oppressed settlements from the warlord's iron grip. As the action escalates, Jack's unconventional tactics and unexpected allies lead to an explosive confrontation, daring heist, and heart-pounding escapades. The lines between friend and foe blur as secrets become... Uh, as secrets come into light, alliances are tested and old wounds are reopened. The Frontier Reckoning de delves deeper into the psyche of its characters, exploring themselves uh, a little bit further, and the themes of redemption, sacrifice, and the resilience of the human spirit, with the heart-stopping gunfights, expected, unexpected twists, and exploration of the morality in a world gone mad. The sequel takes the story to new heights while remaining true to its roots. Prepare for a roller coaster of ride of action, emotion, and triumph in a world where the odds are stacked against our unlikely hero and his comrades. Frontier Reckoning, Echoes of Redemption, is a thrilling continuation of Jack's journey. Ow. Proving that even in the midst of chaos, the power of one person's courage can ignite a spark of hope that lights up the darkest of times. I think that would be pretty good. Yeah. Okay, good so that's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. This that's needs awesome. to be yeah. made. This this series, oh, I need God. to see it actually come to life. I feel like we gotta go for the trilogy now. <laughs> yes. It's getting right, late, here... I need the trilogy. <laughs> I need a trilogy. This will be the last thing we do. Oh my gosh. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> this is a... Uh... I, w I didn't expect that this was going to be, like, the... I didn't think, like, a retail worker thing was going to end up being, like, the greatest one we got out of all of this. But pairing it with the Western is such a perfect <laughs> yeah. blend. It's, a it's amazing. Andrew, you need to pull some strings and get this to happen. You're the one who can actually maybe get what this to happen. What do you mean, happen. pull some strings? <laughs> I don't know anybody. It's your, it's your, uh, it's your field. <laughs> It's definitely not mine or Dawson's. <laughs> you have the oh, best. Oh, oh. You have the best chance of the three of us. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm writing. Is it called a threequel? A third. The third movie in a trilogy, based off these two movies. I write. I wrote. Write a third movie in a trilogy. Based on these two movies. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I go. I'll get the job done. Alright, let's see what we get, boys. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping the third one's not a dud. That <laughs> <laughs> would be very we'll get, sad. Uh, the best we can ask for is a... Uh, okay, is a Frontier Resurgence. Three. Legends Unleashed. 
Oh, Whoa. boy. What a title. In the final chapter of the Frontier Trilogy, Frontier Resurgence Legends Unleashed takes its story to an epic climax. The wasteland is scarred, and the settlements Jack fought so hard to protect are thriving. However, a new threat emerges that could unravel the fragile peace they've achieved. As the settlements flourish, a mysterious force arises, threatening to plunge the world back into chaos. When Jack's former allies turned against him and join his formidable adversary Whoa. he realizes that the battle he fought were was just a prelude to the ultimate showdown mm. time running out jack the must assemble a team of both old friends and newfound allies to Yo. face a force that defies understanding <laughs> in a journey that spans desolate landscapes and hidden fortresses jack and his companions confront not only the external threat but also the internal demons that have haunted them since the beginning. The trilogy's yeah. themes of resilience, redemption, and unity come to a head as Jack faces his most personal challenges yet. Frontier Resurgence is a high-stakes adventure filled with intense action, unexpected alliances, and emotional revelations with heart-stopping battles, jaw-dropping revelations, and a finale that will leave the audience at the edge of their seats. Trilogy concludes with a triumphant uh, crescendo that celebrates the strength of human spirit against all odds. Prepare for an exhilarating and emotional ride as Frontier Resurgence, Legends Unleashed, bring, brings the trilogy to a breathtaking close, reminding us that even in a world shattered by the apocalypse, the bonds of friendship and the courage of a few can shape the destiny of many. Oh my gosh. gosh. I got chills again, guys. Oh <laughs> this needs to be a thing, please, somebody. I'm just there. imagining I that box set. Give me the box set. <laughs> <laughs> I'm buying all three immediately. Andrew, you better make the. <laughs> After you make, Eeyore. why are you yelling at me? I don't. <laughs> Andrew, know make them, make them now. After Emu War, make the Temporal Rivals trilogy. Well, this oral rivals. This that was is the a, second one, I think. I don't remember what the first one was called. This would the be. Frontier I think this would be called the Frontier Trilogy. The Frontier Trilogy. The Frontier they Trilogy. All start with, they all start with Frontier. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, Temporal Rivals is the other one. I misread completely. Yeah. Oh man. Frontier Salvation Retail Rises. Frontier Reckoning, Echoes of Redemption, and then Frontier Resurgence Legends Unleashed. Talk about some. Banger titles. No, no kidding. kidding. Those are some top tier titles. Just like fire. Just each one's fire, and you're like, dang. <laughs> it's obviously obviously it's the Frontier trilogy, but then you have like Frontier Salvation, Frontier Reckoning. You should you have even do. You should have called the ruin. last one the Final Frontier. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. That that's no. That's in the tra That's in the trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's one of the like, Final Frontier. The yeah, Final yeah, yeah. Frontier. Join us. Or uh, join us for an exhilarating end as they journey onto the final frontier, where friends will be tested and foes will be fought. <laughs> At least no, it's like, it's August twenty twenty five. It's the end of the it's the end of the trailer action montage where he's like doing a yeah. flip or he's like doing like the matrix dodge, and it goes prepare action scene four. And then it just scene. ends with him <laughs> pointing like the uh, the scanner at the screen, and it just goes click. Yes. It's like cleanup on aisle <laughs> cleanup <laughs> on aisle three. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, this needs to be. You a could break. even just drop the subtitles. You could just go 
Frontier Salvation, Frontier Reckoning, and Frontier Resurgence. Right. Yeah. And there's your and there's your trilogy. There's your three. Yep. Absolutely. The Frontier Trilogy. Yep. Oh man, needs to be a thing. Oh. I am extremely satisfied with uh, the movies that we've pulled into our arsenal. Specifically, uh, three of them. Let's get it. Let's get it done, boys. Let's make millions. Let's make these movies, baby. Uh, <laughs> let's get this bread. Uh, <laughs> let's make that dough. Let's cash it in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, thank you for joining us today on the Nothing But Nonsense podcast. If you liked this, go ahead and. Hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to. Follow us on our Instagram at the.nbn.podcast or follow us on our Facebook at the Nothing But Nonsense official page. Uh, And just keep up to date on what's all going on. We have episodes weekly released every Tuesday. If you like it, keep listening. If you don't like one episode, skip to another. And if you don't like us, just Hit us up in the comments, and we'll we'll try and get you to like us. <laughs> so we we'll ask Chat uh, GTP or GPT to make a response for you. <laughs> so, but hopefully you liked uh, all these stories as much as we did, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Later, y'all. Later. Later. You and Jack Wade, please return my third trilogy. <laughs> <laughs>